0: My name is Matt Brown.
1: No, I didn't get the Cast job. I guess I'll just come back and play football again.
0: It really is the best time of the year. Now let's kick off another football season and cover it from start to finish. And let's start this show.
1: If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting, too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being hated, don't give way to hate. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone. And so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on.
0: beautiful people. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, September 6, 2023, and this is the 2023 Productive Conversations NFL Preview. My One of my favorite shows of the year. A symbol of the best season of the year and the best... S- time period of the year and the best stretch to the end of 2023 as we are about to have nothing but football for the next 24 weeks we have the wonderful world of the fall season especially in the northeast upon us we have college football on saturdays our sundays and mondays and thursdays are set with the nfl We have, you know, the apple picking season, we have hollow weekend, we have Thanksgiving, then the holiday season, New Year's, then January playoff football, then the Super Bowl. That's about to happen within the next five months. It's a beautiful time period. This season in particular has a lot of anticipation in both the AFC and the NFC, especially in the New York Tri-State area, and we are going to be with you every single week of the year just like we did last year, and it's going to be one special time. And the 2023 NFL season will be a year that we will never forget. So before we get into the preview and before we break down who we think will win each division, we make our picks for week one, and we make our Super Bowl predictions, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We are on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast Twitter slash X at Prod we Pod We're on TikTok and Facebook at Productive Conversations so it's the beginning of September Labor Day is upon us the summer is over and I think it was a good summer There was a lot of growth, there was a lot of obstacles to overcome, and there were a lot of lessons learned. And though the summertime is over, we have those summertime blues, you know what that means, though. We have a beautiful thing in this country known as the NFL season. And especially, you know, for me where my New York Yankees will not make the playoffs. But I will say, having Jason Dominguez up, the Martian specifically, and Austin Wells, and seeing them produce, especially Jason Dominguez, I mean, how could you not be excited for this prospect? Hitting a home run in his first at-bat against a Hall of Fame pitcher who is still in his prime. Incredible stuff. Though the Yankees will give me something to watch for the rest of September, they will not be playing October baseball. The Mets... Pfft, And uh, all that. We will not cover the postseason, it looks like. Maybe something at the end, especially if things uh, turn up, but I don't expect to cover the MLB postseason this October, especially with the Yankees' absence. We will have Jake from the Bronx Zoo on in October to recap the year, but uh, that will be pretty much it. But this is the focus, though, the NFL on this show. So just like last year, every single Wednesday on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube, we will have an NFL productive conversation where we will go through each week. We will recap the games. We will look into the next week and make predictions on the next week's games. And we will follow the NFL week by week like we did last year. We have a great crew with us. We'll have lots of people in and out throughout the next five months to cover NFL football, and it's going to be good. But returning for this episode and who's going to actually break down and preview the NFL season with me are the two Alexes: Alex Rinelli and Alex Young will be with us for the NFL preview to discuss what we think is going to happen this year. So I'll save my insights, hopes, optimisms, and analysis for the next hour and a half with the two Alexes. So let's get to it, guys. The first NFL show of this year, of the 2023 NFL season. Alex Renelli and Alex Young, it's your guys' turn. Let's preview the NFL season. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. <laughs> uh, let's see. Matt Brown wants to know. This is
2: a very productive
0: conversation. The most wonderful time of the year. The NFL season kicks off this Thursday, and let us start a weekly coverage. Every Wednesday on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube, we are releasing the Productive Conversations NFL show, and we're starting with our preview of the entire season, and we'll make picks for week one. Today's crew for this is the two Alexes, Alex Renelio and Alex Young. The NFL season is finally upon us, and it's a very, very highly anticipated one.
3: Absolutely. I'm excited for this season more than in years past, for sure, with all the different storylines. We have a lot to break down, probably one of the most stacked divisions in recent memory. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait.
2: Yeah, a lot of headlines, a lot of new faces and new places. And uh, we got uh, we we got some retribution to uh, invoke from last season. So let's make it happen.
0: Let's make it happen indeed. So the way this preview show is going to work, we're going to go through all the divisions in both conferences. Then we'll make our Super Bowl predictions, and then we'll make our Week 1 picks as we did last year. So why don't we start with the AFC East? Obviously, you heard about this guy named Aaron Rodgers who joined the AFC East this year. He's going to be the quarterback of the Jets. And with so much anticipation, the Jets definitely are the – Hottest team coming in the NFL already. They will be watched like a shadow. Then we have the New England Patriots. What can Bill Belichick do? It seems like he has a lot a lack of talent this year, and we can see what happens there. The Miami Dolphins made the playoffs last year. What can Tua do? Can he stay healthy? Can the team with um after making a lot of upgrades in the offseason and then losing Jalen Ramsey in the um. In the in the uh, in training camp, can they cut, make a difference once the season progresses? And the Buffalo Bills, after their emotionally exhausting season they had, they could finally restart. But people think that they might have some internal problems that can make them advance. So, AFC East guys, who do you see coming out of this division?
3: Ah, uh, this is a this is a really really tough one for me. I- I think for this in terms of stack divisions, as we I was talking about when we were introing, I think the AFC North and the AFC East are the two toughest teams, divisions to pick this year. Oh. Uh, I think we, now we're talking the East. I mean, you got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets. The only team I see not doing well is the Patriots mm-hmm. um, in this division. Uh, like you said, lack of talent. Unless Mac Jones has a back-back season, like a bounce-back season, I don't know. Um but then you get the report that like Juju Smith-Schuster's is about to explode or something like that. So you know, like yeah,
0: what a report! I saw but, that yeah. about to explode.
3: Yeah, I I don't know. So everything bizarre. So I kind of cast them out. But then you look at the, the other three, right? You got the Jets, obviously Rodgers there now, stacked offense. They have a top defense, and you got the Bills. You got the Dolphins. To me, I think it's the Bills division still. I like them a lot. I always have. I think Josh Allen's is gonna take another step forward. He played banged up the second half of the year. A lot of you know, people kind of forget that he wasn't the same guy once he had his elbow injury. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna still win this division. I think the Jets are gonna come in second. I think the Dolphins are being third. But I think it's gonna be probably the most fun division to watch every week because there's always gonna be something to look forward to in the AFC East. I think there's gonna be so many storylines. And so many important games early on. Usually, you know, you you have to wait till you know midway through the year to determine. No, like week four, could be something very important for the AFC East. So, um, well,
0: Jets I and Chiefs before.
3: <laughs> yeah, like I think I think the Bills are still going to win this division, but I'm so invested to see what the Jets are going to do, and and then the Dolphins seem like they're about to go all in. We've heard a lot of Johnson Taylor trade reports and stuff like that, but. I Think it's gonna be a really really fun division. Like I said, I've been saying before. I think the Bills still win, but I think the Jets and Dolphins are gonna make their way through the playoffs for sure. Yeah,
2: I I kind of have the same peel out with uh the, the hierarchy in this division. I have the Bills still cream of the crop at 12 and five, followed by the Jets, then the Dolphins and the Patriots. The only team I see really, you know, losing out would be the Pats, just because there's so many question marks from you know an organizational framework standpoint. I think on paper they probably have the most, they have like probably equal amount of talent, um, just in terms of the skill position guys. I mean, they got Zeke for pennies on the dollar. They got Harris and Stevenson in the background in, in in the backfield. They got Bourne, you know, um they got Montgomery, they got Devontae Parker, Matthew Slater, Juju, even though he's quite he's questionable at the moment. And you got sogar Kosicki and Hunter Henry. So I mean, they just got talent all over the place. It's just a matter of from an organizational standpoint, how can they turn this offense? I think getting Bill O'Brien back um back in the saddle with Mac Jones, you're not gonna waste a season like you did last year. But I just think that there's too many critical games The AFC's loaded in terms of the schedule that they have and I think that there's just too many teams week to week um that they're trying to compete with that even if they hang tough they're um they're going to have a tough time and I, I think that this is the bills to lose I think that there may be some you know opportunities for some internal conflict but at the end of the day I think that they have more organizational structure than the Jets do um and I know everybody's excited about the Jets, but they still have to go prove it. And with the Dolphins, there's just a lot of elf questions. I mean, that's always going to be the 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 elf in the room with that team.
0: Here's my thing with the Jets and something I really think can be. I really am confident that a few things with the Jets. One is the biggest upgrade at the quarterback position, arguably ever. You have the schmuck and Zach Wilson go um, lose the job. And then you advance to Aaron Rodgers, who still clearly has a lot left in the tank, wants to play, and is more motivated than ever. Reading his interview with Peter King, all it took was how bad the Jets wanted him to come out. It ultimately made his decision from retiring and not retiring. And he has the weapons. I think – Obviously, Garrett Wilson, Offensive Rookie of the Year, he's going to be special. You have quite the running game as long as Breeze Hall is healthy. Um, And then Dalvin Cook, assuming the legal issues that are above his head, don't derail that season. That's going to be good. Cole Hardman's also a valuable weapon. Even um, if Z.J. Uzama had a bad year, he could bounce back. And Tyler Conklin's actually not that bad of a tight end either. And then obviously their defense is worldly. And You have powerful pass rushers with Quinton Wilson and then the best defensive back in the game and Sauce Gardner in the mix there, too. They're pretty intimidating. The only thing that could bring them down is, one, is if this offensive line cannot protect Aaron Rodgers and then also if this coaching staff is ready for this – Jump up, you know, people say like, oh, Aaron Rodgers really runs this team. Um, What is Robert Sala's real motives here? I mean, he motivated a win, but can he really motivate the players? I should say some people are really worried about that as if he's too nice of a guy. So they have a big challenge in week one against this Bills team who I agree too can make a push. But I don't know. I'm hearing things about maybe Stefan Diggs is unhappy that maybe. um Things aren't clicking as much. Only time will tell there, but um, it seems that I, I, what what really uh, the, my only th- concerns about Buffalo is for a team that didn't make too many adjustments. For teams who aren't going to have Von Miller again at the uh, for the first four games of the year being on the pup list, how are they going to you know make a big push at the end? And then um, with the Patriots themselves, uh, Mac Jones is Mac Jones, and the college football season has so many stack quarterbacks that I'm not going to say bill Belichick will waste a year. He's not the guy to, but he's definitely going to live until hundred and coach until then too. And if all else fails, he will take one of these star studded quarterbacks. Don't you think? And then Miami is Miami. Um, and I, I don't, I, I don't know if they're going to be as good as people seem, especially on the defensive side, you know, again, they did stack up, but, um, they have to stall and uh, make sure that they can at least come out of the first six games three and three, especially when Jalen Ramsey comes back. But um, a lot to take in there. But the big thing, just to focus on with the Jets before we switch to the next division, as they are the big elephant in the room. Do you feel that this coaching staff and the offensive line, the two big weaknesses for the Jets, are they going to adjust to the level that Rogers needs them to to advance?
3: I think I think so. Um, I mean I've only seen I haven't really watched like Art Knoxville, I only seen clips, but I found one of the funniest clips is when like Salah openly just ripped the entire offensive line in front of everyone. Um, you know, during a preseason. I think it kind of showed people that he is serious. I know some people think he's a nice guy, but it shows that, you know, he's serious um about winning and, and the team this year. Um you know, I, I definitely think the offensive line is a question mark, but if they settle in and get a few weeks in, you know, they really just have to keep Rodgers upright. We know Rodgers can have a quick release when he needs to. Um, yeah, so I think they'll figure it out and make make adjustments where needed to make it work. Um, the coaching staff, I think, you know, to me, bringing in Hackett helped. I know he was a disaster in Denver. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But I think just bringing someone in who's dealt with Rodgers, who's had success with Rodgers, who knows how to – kind of, you know, get to him on a personal level, uh, I think definitely helps. Um, I think they didn't. I think they might have been a little bit over their heads and and trying to figure out how to deal with him um, at times. um, Because to me, (laughs) and I know it's recent recent bias, but, like, I'm a wrestling fan, but, like, they, you know, CM Punk situation, right? Like, you could have had this situation (laughs) if you didn't put the right people in place where Aaron Rodgers could run loose and run rampant and then it has to get shut down. So I think bringing in Nathaniel Hackett helps. And then like you said, Matt, earlier, he's definitely Rodgers is definitely, um, you know, motivated. He wants to be there. He wants to prove everyone wrong. I think he wants to go kind of on the Tom Brady route, right? Where everyone's like, oh, you're leaving Bill and you're never going to succeed, when's the Super Bowl." I think he kind of wants that kind of trajectory. Oh, you're leaving Green Bay where you had success. So, you know, I think there's definitely obviously question marks. There's question marks with every team, but I think with this Jets team, they have enough weapons where they could, you know, quickly pass it around. They don't have to hold the ball for five seconds and make it work. And like you said, with having Nathaniel Hack there, give Rodgers some uh, familiarity with an offense that he's had success with. I think you know, kind of everything will work out.
2: I think that everything will work out, but I I do have more a burden of questions on Rodgers versus the Jets. I think that. He needs to equally rise to the occasion that the organization, the team is is building um, as well because you know they're building this entire roster you know centric around Aaron and he needs to be able to you know fit and make things happen as well. Um, I don't necessarily agree that he is. The most motivated, I think a lot of what he says in press conferences is a lot of talk and a lot of song and dance. I think that his real motivation from the beginning was getting out of Green Bay, not necessarily landing with the Jets. And furthermore, I don't know how much of it is really winning versus putting on a show. And that's always been my question with him. And it still remains to be seen what he can actually produce, especially in a tough division where... I mean, let's be real. The NFC North is now a deserted division. I mean, there's no one really. it would it, be clear and far away, Detroit's division. Mm-hmm. But even with that, I only see them as like a 10-win team. So that's all a long story to say that I have equally, or if not more, questions about Aaron, what, what he can bring to the table for just this coming season, as I do with the Jets and their roster.
0: All right, excellent stuff, guys. Um, why don't we go switch off to the... NFC East. We have the New York Giants after a special season. Maybe some people felt that they stole games. Maybe they were a big fluke, but they have another year to prove themselves. We have the Dallas Cowboys in a year where Dak is back, but maybe, but for how long, especially the signing of Trey Lance, can um, their defense um, take them to far places again? And, um, and their offense. Philadelphia Eagles, are they as good as they intend to be, especially with the two coordinators leaving to take head coaching jobs? And then the Washington, for now, commanders, they have new ownership. They have another year of Ron Rivera, but he may be on the hot seat. Sam Howe gets to start. Very interesting stuff there, but maybe they can even be a sneaky team. So why don't we just first hit on the Giants and Alex, I'll start with you on this. Are the Giants going to prove that they are a legitimate team in the NFL this year and in the NFC?
3: I believe so. Uh, I'm going into the season with with confidence. I'll be at the game on Sunday, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, nice. I don't know how many consecutive openers has been for me. It's, I've been to almost a lot.
4: <laughs> Better
3: <laughs> than have a season ticket, so my dad takes me usually to open. Um, but. Uh, you know, I'm definitely confident going this year. Um, do I think they're a 10 one team? I don't know. Um, but I really like the moves they made this offseason. Obviously, I know paying, you know, Daniel the money, we've talked about at length, you know, is it going to be a good deal? We have to wait and see. But I think another year in the system, you know, Daniel could finally have some comfortability. The coordinator stayed, which was nice. There's you know times where we thought we might lose in this offseason for for what they've done. Um, but I think Wink getting more weapons on defense. I mean, getting Isaiah Simmons, a, a former top-ten pick, for a seventh-round pick, a guy's uber-athletic. Yeah, it might have not worked in Arizona, but I think Wink can make use of the guy who's uber-athletic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think the moves they made, like I said, the offseason, the draft, everything there, I'm excited for this team. Um, you know, I think they can make another playoff. Berth. I think this is going to be another tough division um, for sure. Uh, I think it's still the Eagles to to lose. Um, but, you know, I think the Giants can make some noise. Like I said, I'm, I'm confident. Um, I'm really excited to see Daniel Jones and Darren Waller at in a full game instead of seeing them for three minutes in a preseason game. Um, and going right. back to that, there's a lot of Giants fans out there that we're like talking about the new giants are the greatest show on turf after like two series in the preseason everyone needs to pump the brakes. Um, it's preseason. Um, but I'm excited. I, I think there's a lot of momentum with this team. I think they're in a right spot. Um, they're making all the right signs. making all the right moves. I think the next thing is to get Saquon, you know, a deal, but again, he has to prove it and hopefully stay healthy this year. I, 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 Hope he gets the contract. Um, we don't know the way the running back market's been this offseason, but, you know, like I said, uh, I'm optimistic. For the fir- first time for the Giants in a long time. Um, you know, last year has been rough. Last year was, you know, a positive. Let's build on that. Um, not saying he to exceed expectations and, like I said, win 10-plus games, but, you know, fight for important games. That's all we want as Giants fans. Be in December, fight for important games and then try to make it to the postseason in, in a tough division.
0: Oh, yeah. I really think the Giants are very underestimated by a lot of people. And Vegas's over-under is a 6.5. This team has yeah, upgraded their weapons. Definitely. As you mentioned, Darren Waller, as long as he's healthy, should be a top-three tight end in this entire league. Obviously... Isaiah Hodgins is the one person on this team Mm -hmm. that looks like he's going to stay. And we have Darius Slater too, but you had Paris Campbell, who I think still has a lot to prove. Mm -hmm. You have Jalen Hyatt, who I loved him. Oh yeah. Looking great from Tennessee. He, I think really can compete for an office Mm -hmm. rookie of the year. And allegedly he's hanging out with ice spice, doing whatever that came out of his Instagram story. But besides that, You have Saquon with a very important prove it year. And Daniel Jones, who I think is finally comfortable in his element, has a long term deal. I really think he's going to finally prove what he has left besides his legs and especially preventing his turnover issues. And you have Andrew Thomas, a top uh, pass protector. I think Evan Neal is going to step up. And then on the defensive side, Nothing else to, I have to say besides what Alex said about Wink Martindale and having a lot of new weapons and old guys coming back with Kayvon Thibodeau and then Leonard Williams and then Dexter Lawrence. and um, Let's see if they can make the push, but I really think they're underestimated. and I expect them to be back in the playoffs this year.
2: I, I expect them to be a more balanced team than in, in recent years past. I think that, like you guys mm-hmm. said, I think that um, this – this, uh, this roster is immensely underrated and I think that they're sadly a byproduct of uh, a really tough division with a lot of improvements but also you know kind of kind of fall victim to some of the schedule I think this is a really tough schedule yes. I see them more regressing towards the mean towards the middle um, I see them more as a um I, I see them more as like a 10win team. Um, or a nine-win team, you know, and I think it's not necessarily because they're not improving and moving in the right direction, but I have, I always have this kind of rule of thumb of not trusting quarterbacks the year after they get paid, not the second or third year, but the immediate year after they get paid. I think that things start to change, the temperature in the room starts to change, and I think that it kind of has a divisive nature with camaraderie um, you know some of it rightful and some of it unjust and we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about that um, especially with the, like, the Lamar Jackson situation in the future uh, in the future uh, segments but um, I, I just have a weird um, I have a weird omen about quarterbacks the year after they get paid and I think that it's maybe another similar situation so I'm not wishing you a will I'm not, I don't have any dog in this division in terms of a fight but I do see them kind of closer to a 500 uh, team and possibly fighting for that last seventh spot.
0: Got to be Dallas coming into it. I don't think Dallas is as legit people say they are. I think, you know, just having Tony Pollard as a number one guy, I don't know if he's going to be explosive without the committee having Zeke in there. I, I'm not a believer in Dak Prescott. I just don't think he has what it takes to take a team deep. I know he won a playoff game last year, but um, I just don't see it. And, and you know, with people who seem to already have a strike against Mike McCarthy, that's um, only going to collapse even more. I, Dallas, I, what about Dallas that people, for some reason, are really high on?
2: I could not disagree more. And I hate saying that because I really hate Dallas, but I think that a lot of um, clarity on the offensive side of the ball has kind of come their way this offseason. They got rid of Kellen Moore, so they're not playing this nepotism game of self-serving and fulfilling their homegrown guys because he was kind of force-fed to run this offense. Mike McCarthy has full control of the playbook now. There's no more excuses, in particular, with orchestrating this offense. I think the big elephant in the room last year was mixing and matching Pollard with Zeke's touches and not getting – enough touches to Zeke to justify his money. I think that part of the equation is out the door now, and you don't have to worry about those those balance of touches and how you're working um, or overworking Zeke in in the context of the offense. And then Dak is only left to do what is required of him to do. He doesn't need to throw 60 times a game. It's not being thrust upon his shoulders, but I think that there's more continuity and fluidity with this offense. And it's just a matter of maintaining and keeping and preserving that offensive line and keeping it healthy. But I think that there's more rhythm, clarity and focus with this offense like there hasn't been in years past. And I think that's the reason that they're going to take that eventual next step.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like 50, 50 on Dallas and I'm not trying to be like giants fan biased or anything. It's just, I think they could be successful. Obviously they have the talent. Um, But to me, I think the question is on Dak. I mean, he had a really weird year last year. I know he was on-off injured and he had his interception issues and stuff. I think it does – the pressure is on him. I mean, not saying that the Trey Lance trade made any added pressure on him. I think they're getting him there to just develop and be under Dak and have a good leader. And then, you know, if Dak gets hurt because he always gets hurt, maybe Trey Lance builds his confidence up enough to be the backup and, you know, deliver some wins, whatever the case might be. But, you know – I think all eyes are on Dak. I feel like the media is talking nothing else about the Cowboys other than what, how Dak's going to be this year. So, you know, to me, I, I think it's looking at this team. It, I know, you know, if you look at the college football landscape, you know, people say you don't learn much from week one. You can here and there. I think with the Cowboys, the first few weeks of the season, I think are going to be telling on what this team's going to be. You know, um, I like that McCarthy's calling the offense. I think it's going to make things interesting and, I think Pollard's going to be really solid as the number one guy. Um, I thought, you know, like Alex was saying that Zeke was kind of getting touches because they're trying to justify his contract here and there. And he was just like eating up Pollard's touchdowns and stuff like that. He was just a glorified goal line, like old Jerome Bettis type. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, and I think the defense has the talent there. Um, you know, so, it's going to be an interesting year. I, I, I'm not a full-on believer like a lot of people are on this Cowboys team. Um, they're one of the teams I, I think can go on a run. But, again, we have to see what happens with Dak in big moments because lately he hasn't really performed up when, when it's mattered most and life's been on him. And that's, that's why, you know, to me I'm iffy on the Cowboys because I really need to see how Dak looks to start the year. Because if he's forcing the ball like he was late last year, and having really bad turnovers, this season's going to be a disaster for Dallas Quick.
2: I I think that, but that's all the more reason that I think he's going to have a bounce back, because he's not being convoluted and and pulled in four directions when it comes to orchestrating this offense. I think that there's no more excuses now on the sidelines between Mike McCarthy and his personnel, and – you know, we always uh, kind of make the joke that whoever Jerry, you know, uh, picks and selects as the, the the lead guy, the head coach, he's still, you know, ultimately a puppet at the end of the day of Jerry and that family. But I think in reality, at least if you can let him conduct the offense, it's going to make the team look a lot more sexy on paper. Um, but I, I still think that they're second in this division of Philly. I think it's still Philly to so lose.
0: Look at that. And for the reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, how are they going to do during their year after the Super Bowl? Are the Eagles going to be good despite again losing their offensive defensive coordinator to head coaching jobs in the NFL? And uh, it seems like allowing the national champion Georgia Bulldogs come join their squad, how do we see the Eagles doing this year?
3: Uh I hate that the Eagles are taking all my favorite Georgia Bulldogs as I'm a Bulldogs fan. It it drives me insane because I want the Giants to take all these guys, um but the Eagles just are making a powerhouse with all the great Georgia guys. Uh I think the Eagles are going to be just fine. Um I think the coordinators, yeah, it's going to cause a little bit here and there, but I think there's there's so too many too much talent, especially offensive on the offensive side of the ball. Um, them adding DeAndre Swift, if he can stay healthy, we know what a type of running back he can be. For a time, he was a top ten running back. You know, obviously he was hurt a lot last year, and then he kind of lost his role to uh, Jamal uh, Williams there for a little while, and, and Detroit kind of ran with him. So I, I think just knowing how the Eagles work, I think they're going to make Swift a great running back again. And like I said, it matters if he stays healthy, but he's he's you know a good catcher out of the backfield. He's shifty. Um, It just adds a whole other dynamic to this already potent Eagles offense. You know, defensively, I guess you kind of have question marks here and there with some of the parts that they had. But, again, all the Georgia depth that they have on that team and what I'm hearing about Jordan Davis and all that stuff in, in preseason and in camp, it's like this guy is going to be on a mission this year um, and he's going to wreak havoc. So I think the Eagles are going to be just okay. I think they're going to win this division. Um nothing just okay being just like just fine they're, they're going to be fine they're going to win 10 plus games uh you know hertz is going to be in the mvp conversation probably again do i see them going to super bowl don't know yet again we have to see with like you said with the coordinator changes see how they make their adjustments early on in the year but i think the eagles you know can easily win the nfc again and make another trip to the super bowl
2: yeah i really have very little more to add to that. I think that they're going to pick up where they left off. I don't think they've necessarily figured out what Sirianni wants to run with this offense this year. Um, and I think they may lose an extra couple games um, just by, you know, by product of the, uh, of the schedule. But um, they'll be right back there in the NFC uh, Championship as far as I can say.
0: All right. Let's talk about the AFC West. We have the Chiefs being the Chiefs who seem to do no wrong. They are reigning Super Bowl champions trying to get another one and officially say the word dynasty with them. We have the Denver Broncos adding Sean Payton to the mix after an embarrassing season last year. Can Russell Wilson get just respect again? We have the Vegas Raiders who seem to be an enigma. Their stadium is hosting the Super Bowl this year. And uh, can Jimmy G say what's up? And the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, can – Can we see Justin Herbert making another step up? Can Brandon Stanley make the entire season? And uh, what are they going to do and try to make it back to the playoffs? So the AFC West guys with the Chiefs, do you see the Chiefs repeating as Super Bowl champions this year? Just plain and simple. Do you think they have a good shot making a deep, deep run? Out in the open. (laughs) I think the uh, Chiefs are definitely the best team in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are definitely going to probably win the AFC and whoever that opponent is, um I don't know, but it seems that a year where things were really unpredictable with their offense but in a good way. You know, you it seems one man leaves and another one steps up because you have the best player in the whole league there. Um I mean, even on the running game Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon are back, and they can run in. I understand Travis Kelsey's questionable going into week one, but uh, it doesn't seem to be that concerning, especially the fact that his ligaments are in. He probably just had a, uh, you know, twist the wrong way but I think Kelsey's going to be fine. I understand Chris Jones not being a part of the defense and still holding out by be a concern, but I really think Andy Reid and Spagnuolo knows how to replace him right in there. But I think the Chiefs really have a chance to be dominant once again this year. And um again, I will say probably, not saying definitely. I'll give the super predictions then, but I really think the Chiefs are just going to have another year of dominance.
2: Yeah, I don't want to bury the lead and, and give our predictions right out the gate. I, I'd like to review the division in totality. But I think the Chiefs will probably win this division again. I have them at 13 wins. Um, the only question I have in terms of a competitive nature in this division is the Broncos because I see so much up in the air still with the relationship between Peyton and Russell and how they can kind of rectify that situation there on that side of the ball but they're the most stacked defense on paper in that division is the Broncos. So mm-hmm. I, I see kind of neck and neck uh, towards the top, you know, um, of the division. Chargers are just a land of false promises. I don't see um, – I, I have them at 11-6 and six just because – by virtue of a lot of the schedule. Um, and I think that Herbert is going to shine once again uh, as long as they can avoid shooting themselves in the foot. And my team is a dumpster fire. I think Garoppolo is going to be uh, – hurt after week 4 um not wishing it I just expect it and um this to be division is like a set of dirty panties trying to avoid dry diarrhea falling down your your pants so um <laughs> they can't stop it they can't stop an offense to save their life um and I, I don't expect it to be any different this year
3: yeah uh I think it's the Chiefs division uh again uh Do I think they will make it another trip to Super Bowl? I don't know. I think there's some question marks here, especially for me, just looking at the wide receivers. Um, Usually they have at least a veteran name or someone we all know. It seems like they they kind of are going with the unknowns this year. Um, Other than obviously the Travis Kelsey's and things like that. They have, you know, some young guys that I guess they want to run out and see. Um, But again, you have Patrick Mahomes. He's arguably the best, you know, quarterback uh, in football. So, I think they still win the division, but I really am interested, like this with the Jones thing, with him holding out. If you look at the stats when he's like in the lineup compared to when he's out, it's like crazy how dominant he really is. And I think a lot of people are underestimating that big of a loss. I think they're going to make, oh, you have the offense, but when you have when your defensive leaders not there, I can't remember. There was a status on ESPN. It's like something crazy. Um, the p- amount of points they give up, or something like the yards, when he's off the field compared to when he's on. So they really need to figure that out and get him back. If they get him back, then, like I said, I think they make another run. But I think a lot of people are underestimating um, them. You know, with Chris Jones holding out. Uh, I, you know, then looking at the other the rest of the division, I think the Broncos, if, if Russell can figure it out, can make it challenging for Kansas City. But. I, again, I don't see anyone slowing them down. And then, you know, I hate always trashing on the Raiders, but I don't have any faith in them. Um, Jimmy yep. G is always hurt, um, yep. so it's probably going to be promising for the first six. It's, you know, I always say Alex. I always say this Alex. Alex roots for like the, the the until week eight, right? He's a diehard Raider fan, and then the rest of the season he just rips them endlessly. Just so I'm expecting that again because I just find it amazing after week eight. How, how much Alex changes. He goes from like a, the funny, nice guy to just being serious and just ripping everything to shreds that <laughs> our the uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. I like the Chargers, but again, I don't have a lot of confidence in them other than Justin Herbert. Their offense is good. Their defense could be good. They probably win 10-plus games, but do I see them as any serious threat to Kansas City or the AFC? Not yet. I think they still are a few pieces away to be a Super Bowl contending team.
2: I have a lot of questions about Eckler, too, and his health. Yes. His commitment because, you know, we've had this discussion in, in years past about the running backs and their, um, you know, their amount of touches with their pay. Um, I think that they're going to they're going to keep slow rolling that that contract negotiation and they're they're not going to put him in harm's way and it's going to hurt the hurt the offense. Uh, I will say that with the Chiefs, I think the biggest question, like you said, Alex, is the Chris Jones situation is very underrated in terms of. Um, overall net impact on that side of the ball. And I think that's going to be a really big issue. I think that so the, the key to these dynasties is not falling in love with one side of the ball and having balance. And you really need to rectify that situation if you're the Chiefs. Um, I think that uh, without getting too far ahead, uh, I don't have them winning the, I don't have them coming out of the AFC nor winning the Super Bowl. And I think a lot of it is attributed to them kind of um, losing. losing sight of the most important thing. So having too much icing versus uh, too little cake and things of that nature. And I think that um, it's going to come back to fight them, um, you know, in certain weeks of the season, you'll see a little bit of it, but you'll definitely see it in the AFC championship.
0: Do you think Russell Wilson will have a good year and get respect again? I don't think so. I think we're on the decline and – I think Sean Payton will try to find a reason to bench him as I and, and sorry. Let me explain. I think Russ um if things go haywire again, Russell Wilson cares more about his brand. And if Russell Wilson underperforms again, you have a very deep quarterback draft class coming this year. And Sean Payton can find a new person to develop and he could be his true next Drew Brees.
3: Yeah, I think Russ is on an insanely tight leash this year, um, especially when we saw last year, especially when Payton came in and was like, yeah, your personal guru, coach, whoever, these good side coaching guys you have, they're <laughs> gone. You were reporting to me. You were reporting to the other coaches. You're not having your side guys. I'm not talking to your manager to go talk to you like the Seahawks done for some weird reason for the whole, his whole tenure. Um I could see Payton being a no-nonsense guy, and I hope that Russell wakes up. Um, you know, I did. I was always a fan of Russell, um, but last few years, I, I don't know. I feel like he's gotten kind of too arrogant for his own good. He's gotten his money. Um, i some caller on SiriusXM was saying you, know, you call him like the Russell Hustle now or something because he's just like hustling the Broncos out of money, um, which I thought was pretty funny as well. But yeah, <laughs> you know. Do I see Wilson have a bounce back? Sure. Anything's possible with him. Um, But I think Payton will have, you know, all the control of the world if it's not working out to either be aggressive and make a move at the deadline or wait and, like you said, Matt, you know, wait for one of these college guys to fall into their lap um, or be aggressive at the draft and move up and, and secure the guy they want to lead the Broncos in the future.
0: Yeah, but I definitely feel Russ is on the decline. Hey, hey, hey Renelio, yo, you feel the same?
2: Um, I, I'm i going to speak out of both sides of my mouth. I think he is a little bit, just by nature of the trajectory of his career. And I think this league is all about systems. And I think that Payton brings the right system and the right stability to the Broncos organization in 2023. And I think that he it, it can go one of two ways. It, it, it can either... You know, Russell can roll with it and he can embrace it and kind of be humbled, um, you know, in Hayden's system or it could go awry and they could be looking for a new quarterback next year. So I think that I think the former is more likely than the latter. I think that they're going to have a pretty good season and have a bounce back somewhere around 10 wins. But to, to your point, Matt, I think that uh, Russell has been on a slow decline ever since kind of that Seahawks Super Bowl um, second run. Uh, where they lost, I think that you started seeing a few cracks in the armor when they put all their eggs in that basket with him. Um, he was asked to do more, and I think that um, if if he's going to rectify his his image, um, it's going to be because he adopts Peyton's system and what he wants to do.
0: You hear that. You hear that. Um, any? You have any words about the Raiders? This is your time?
2: No, nope, less is more. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: And it begins.
0: Hey, we all have to say, what's up with T- Chandler Jones, though? Is he beefing with uh, Max Crosby? He doesn't like his head coach and his GM.
2: That's true. That's just two, uh, two cats playing, two cats fighting. I think they'll be fine. I, my, my, my my question, my, my real question, my spoiler alert is, when uh, Jimmy G goes down in week four, is Brady going to be at the back of that tunnel? Does anybody know what's going on there?
0: That's a Disney movie over there. The owner coming in to take in.
3: I don't
2: know. <laughs> he, did
3: say he, he did say that he will come back, you know, play football because he did not land the uh, Manning third guy. The, the main cast the mm-hmm. video that came today, which is amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a pretty funny video.
0: Yeah, I but. did see it this morning. It was very good. Very good. So, why don't we go to the NFC West? And uh, let's break it down. Arizona, psh, <laughs> they suck. LA Rams they might not winning game this year. <laughs> they might, not. They I might not. not. I mean, did you see Jonathan Gannon? How stupid he looked! I thought, what was he? What, what, what was the quote he said? Burned through the stomach or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, that's all we have to say. There is a good chance they might go zero and seventeen, and Kyler Murray will uh, get paid to sit, and uh, they'll get Caleb Williams. L.A. Rams, pff, they're going to be a joke, but I mean, respectful coach, I, I guess Aaron Donald will have to be there another year. And Matt Stafford, I guess, will ride it out. But uh, that's too bad. But, you know, they went all in, got their Super Bowl, and what's next, right? And then the the real two teams worth talking about are the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers, despite these uh, contract issues with Nick Bose, I think, cooler heads will prevail. They will pay a top two defensive player in the league and a uh, stack defense Brock Purdy's in for another year. They have healthy quarterbacks for now. They should be all set. Christian McCaffrey's back. Debo, Iuke, everybody's healthy. And um, as long as they're healthy, the 49ers are a top team in this conference and then Seattle who I think they're a very interesting team to watch. I think Geno Smith might actually have another good year. And apparently he's lighter on his feet. Can keep the arm up, still has some solid weapons amongst uh, that team. And, you know, just figuring out what they're going to do with the running game, the Seattle Seahawks might be a team to watch out for.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, think the, I think the 49ers are going to win this division. Uh, pretty straightforward. They're probably going to make a run to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm I interested to see what Seattle does. I think they can make a way into the playoffs. Um, you know, Gino Smith had a good, a great year last year, obviously. Um, if he can continue that, uh, I like what Seattle did in the draft, uh, with their first round pick, they got another wide receiver to already go with two dynamic weapons. uh, just adding more, um, I think it's is running back health really for Seattle. They've had that issue where they've tried to find, you know, young guys, um, then they've gotten hurt at, you know bad times and they've had to, you know, kind of had a rotation wheel. If they're if the running backs are healthy, they have some dynamic guys there. They can have really good offense. Um obviously the defense is a question mark at times. Um but they can easily finish second in this. Uh I think they could fight for a wild card spot. I wouldn't be surprised. Um the other two teams in the division, we already know Cardinals, we don't have to talk about them. They're gonna they're gonna be horrendous. LA could surprise some people, but again, I think they're just so old and Banged up, and we have to see what happens. To Cooper Cup. Um, I hope he's healthy for my fantasy purposes, obviously. But mm. it's never good to see the best. Such a dynamic guy having I mean, to get second pains on hamstring and stuff. We want to see Cooper, you know, on the field. Obviously, he's so fun to watch. But you know, they could surprise the people. Maybe have one last hurrah with some motivation. But again, they're all aging and they're older. And I, you know, it's the cost of what happened. You go all in. You can't really spend the money down the line. You know, you have to wait a few years and recuperate in the draft and then, you know, clear some salary cap and then, you know, you can, you can do it again. But um, like, like I said, I think the 49ers are going to win this, but I think Seattle can easily fight for wild card. Um, If not, you know, Shakira playoff spot and the other teams are going to be fighting for, you know, potentially top five picks. Well, Arizona, obviously, Uh, Rams will maybe they might surprise us, but if not, you know, they'll probably be in the top 10 as well. So I
2: similarly agree about the shakeout of this division, the NFC West. I think clearly the 49ers are far and away. They'll be they'll be set, you know, all things considered knock on with their health. Um they're loaded top to bottom, both sides of the ball, all three phases of, of the game. Um I actually have the Seahawks and Rams in reverse. I'm a little higher on the Rams than you guys um than the Seahawks. And I think it's because it's this year I think it's gonna be kind of more like a, a referendum on uh, McVay's ability to, uh, to coach. Um, and I think that it's going to be more telling about his ability to bounce back and maximize more out of less. I think that when you look at this roster, it's enough to prevail um, winning games out of division. I think that they could win, you know, 10, 11 games. I think, you know, as, as a high watermark, I really do believe that. And I think that Seahawks, I think now that we have a little more tape on Gino, Um, I just don't have as much confidence in Pete Carroll to be able to um, rally that team. I think last year was more uh, an exception than the rule of what they can, uh, what they can do in the absence of Russell Wilson. I think more of last year's season was um, determined by their ability to prove what they can do moving on from a big star like that and kind of being next man up mentality. Um, I think that they do have a lot of budding young talent, but, I haven't been able to see a consistency in the run game, um, the, the ability to you know have a balanced offense and control the clock. I think they have they have um, a lot of questions there. I think that the defense is pretty rock solid, but um, but the Rams I think is going to be more determined by um, uh, the coaching staff, McVay, and what he can do uh, to to bounce back and produce more with less. <laughs>
0: Produce more with less. Excellent stuff there. I think that pretty gets the gist here um, regarding the that division, especially the fact with uh, arguably the top team in the NFC East with it. We all really love San Fran. And um, see, that's some, that is the team to watch out for throughout the season, especially in playoff time. Can they get back to the Super Bowl? I think that's the big question there with them. So moving on. To the AFC. No, sorry. we did the AFC South, yes. We are moving on to the AFC North. Very interesting division here. We have Baltimore Ravens. They sign. They um give Lamar the money. Lamar's back. They add Odell Beckham. They add Zay Flowers, who could be an offensive rookie of the year. Add to their defense. People are excited for Baltimore. The um, Cincinnati Bengals. Joe cool on the brink of getting paid and um, then trying to get over the hump after uh, falling short in the playoffs. We have the Cleveland Browns that some people may be wanting to see and especially um, if, with the Sean Watson having a full season and then Pittsburgh Steelers. That's probably the one team that I've noticed. I really I want to start and I want to start talking about the Steelers first that a lot of people are really high on people think Kenny Pickett could be a top 10 quarterback. I've seen um, they see if George Pickens has a breakout year, the defense coming back to strives and, you know, Mike Tomlin, as long as he's leading the charge, anything is possible. So before we break down all the division about the Steelers themselves, do we see the Steelers being arguably the most surprising team in the whole AFC this year, the way people are talking them up? You can
3: go with this first one, this one, you know, I'll, I'll um, toss to you. So on
2: the, on the topic of the Steelers specifically, um, I'm not buying into the noise around picket. I think that it's very easy to see um, more uh, uh, exceeding, you know, players, young players potential when there's, you know, when there's no expectations, when it's preseason, when it's camp. Um, I think that a lot of it is just good press kind of manifesting into the ether. Um, I think that, I firmly believe I still see them at the bottom of this division. Um and um and they, they have a lot of work to do uh building rebuilding um uh, the the offense um the the offensive side of the ball. I, I still have Cincinnati far and away winning this division. Um I think that it's theirs to lose. I'm the biggest Joe Burrow fan, full disclosure, um, for this division. Um I actually see the <laughs> This is going to give me a lot of shit. But I actually have the Browns usurping the Ravens this, this year. Um, really? And I think it's more of an indictment on the Ravens um, as a whole with that money and what they gave to Lamar and how they've restructured this this roster. I just have a lot less confidence, um, not, necessarily, not necessarily in the front office and Ozzie Newsome, but I, I really, um, similar to the Daniel Jones situation with the contract, I just don't trust um quarterbacks leading their offense the year after they get their money. Um there's just something about it. It may be bad juju, but um I, I have a um uh, and, and I think reintroducing distractions like Odell Beckham Jr., especially, you know, you know, coming off of uh Super sort Bowl of high uh two years prior, I think that he's going to invite a lot of temptation, a lot of distractions into the locker room and not necessarily the right um the the right ingredients to getting back to their winning ways um and I, I just have a lot more concerns than i have definite solutions and answers with this team um particularly compared to years recent past mm-hmm. um, so I, I think the brand Browns might usurp them just simply because i see a slow erosion of the ravens uh, i think there'll be more of an inflection point by Week eleven, week twelve, during the year, where they're going to have to either f- figure out what they're going to do with this offense and with Lamar, because I've seen not a steady decline, but I've seen um, kind of a treading water and this this plateau, this malaise of his um, his production and his improvement as a quarterback, the throwing quarterback. Uh, I haven't seen that uh, that steady production and that improvement, and I think it's going to catch up with them this year. So that's all a long ways of saying that I think that. The, the Bengals are clearly the best team in this division and i have them
0: actually win the AFC championship you have the Steelers oh. winning the AFC championship all right we'll For go the, into the the, the, bang, sorry, the, the Bengals sorry the Bengals um you have the okay we'll get into that when we do our predictions interesting okay. but uh, but it's not a crazy pick um but very interesting so alex young
3: yeah uh, to answer yeah. the first question am i buying on the Steelers side no do I think they're going to be a fun team to watch? Yeah, um, or an interesting team to watch? Sure. I think that's going to be kind of like my dark horse team. I tune in and see what they're doing here and there. Um, I don't think they're winning the division. I think they're going to make it very tough for the other teams. I think they're going to make they're going to compete. Um, you know, but again, I agree with Alice. I think it's, it really is seeing the growth of Pickett if it's there. I mean, he has the weapons. He has a lot of talent. On offense. That defense is great too. We all know, you know, you know, TJ Watts probably gonna break Strahan's record at some point. Um, you know, great of year he had last year. So, you know, am I buying out on the hyper steelers? No. Do I think they're gonna be a fun team to watch? Yeah, I think that's why this makes the division so intriguing because all four teams are gonna be competing. Um, I don't think there's a weak team in this division. Um, you know, I think the big question mark obviously with Cleveland is if Deshaun Watson can return back to his form when he was on the Houston Texans, when he was a top-five quarterback. If he can, watch out. That team's going to be very dangerous. Um, Baltimore, you know, I think health is a huge deal um, with them. We see what happens with Lamar. I, I know they're adding more weapons to try to make it a more pass, you know, flow offense, but again, they're going to they have the bread and butter plays, their options, their runs. He's going to do it. Can he stay upright? Can he stay healthy? You know, because we see what happens when the Ravens don't have him. And I think that's why he kind of forced their hand with the contract, because they knew we can't win without this guy. He's that dynamic of an offensive player. You know, I don't have him in division. I think it's the Bengals again, Burrow. I know that preseason injury looked nasty. That training camp injury looked nasty. He looked like he's going to be healthy, luckily, for Bengals fans, because I thought it was going like to Achilles tear when I first saw it. Um, so I got nervous. He should be hopefully ready by week one. He might not be, um, but all, you know, it's trending well. If he's healthy that whole year, we know what this Bengals team is. And they have a window now before they have to pay Burrow. He's, is this his contract year for Burrow? It is, right?
0: Yeah. yeah but yeah. I, I literally just read a report that they should extend him as late as this week, and he will be the highest player of all time, highest paid player of all time.
3: Which, again, I think if you look at it, can hamper this Bengals team going forward because I, but we can, we can discuss that, you know, whenever the contract happens, he's going to get his money. We all know that. Yeah. Um, they, they, again,
0: I don't mean to yeah. up, but to, no. they to, to, to. But as you said, they need to win. Now, how are they going to put pay, you know, a, a Higgins and a yeah, exactly. and keep them all under in a mix and I'll keep them all under yeah. the same.
3: Uh, oh. Chase as well is going to be probably yeah. the highest paid wide receiver at some point. Um, Yeah, if
0: you're the Bengals, you
3: gotta win now. This is this is your year to win. This is the year to win, I think. Yeah, that's why it's the motivation, obviously. They know the window. But again, like you can make it work. We've seen the Chiefs do it, they're paying Mahomes all this money. But again, how long can the window hold when you're doing stuff like that? I know what you know, we all heard what Bill Belichick said, I think it was last week, about why he was able to sustain success for twenty years because he wasn't the type of guy. To throw money everywhere and and, and hope you know it, it worked he also got lucky that brady was very unselfish right he took he took a lot of pay cuts so that the team could still win and can get the players that they needed a lot of these quarterbacks just want to get their bag it's unfortunate that's how the nfl is that's what these guys deserve obviously but again when you're paying these guys a lot of money the window comes up real quick that's the same thing with like you know, like we said, with the Chiefs soon. Like, you know, a couple years down the line when that contract balloons for Mahomes, it's going to be very tough for that team to constantly be for championships. And that's the same thing can happen with Cincinnati. So I use extra motivation for all these guys. They've been to the Super Bowl. They want to get back there. I have them winning this division. Um, we can talk about Super Bowl predictions in a little bit. Uh, I really like them this year. Um, and yeah, I think, again, yeah, bro, with extra motivation, if they don't extend them right away, He has that motivation going into the season where you you pay me the way you show that is holding up the lombardi at the end of the season so uh you know i like the Bengals a lot i think they're going to win this division um but i think same as the AFC east i think every week this is one of the divisions to watch because there's just going to be so many storylines and so many awesome moments and you know every game is really going to matter especially in this division when all four teams have a shot of winning the division honestly
0: definitely let's go to the nfc north now as you guys mentioned a very interesting division to watch chicago bears they picked first they um and they hey, were the worst team in the nfl last year now they're back and are they better than ever we will ultimately see they traded the first round pick but um they got a lot of interesting weapons on offense now and is justin fields going to prove more than just being a dual threat quarterback the carolina panthers, Bryce Young is going to start. Will they start a brand new era also with their brand new head coach in Frank Reich? New Orleans Saints. Um they're very interesting. We have um Derek Carr starting for them this year. We'll see what they could do and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield. Um what are they going to do? Oh wait, sorry. Well, I'm already, I'm looking at the um SDSU sorry. sorry. I, My bad on that. So let's restart that Um, for the North. I definitely need glasses, but worry about that later. But again, for the North, as I mentioned, the Bears, what could they do coming back? The Detroit Lions are coming in. And uh, a lot of people think that this might be the year they finally (laughs) win the division. And I don't know, 100 years. Um, No, it's been a very long time. Exactly when um, they haven't won the division since 1993. So will they come back since barely Barry Sanders was a uh, running out for them. And then we have Green Bay Packers, maybe Matt LaFleur can prove that uh Jordan Love can be just as effective as Aaron Rodgers. And then the Minnesota Vikings can Kirk Cousins finally win a Super Bowl. We saw him in NFL quarterback. We want him to win so damn bad. He's so freaking nice. But is that good enough to uh go all the way again. NFC North guys, most interesting division. Tell me your thoughts about it.
2: I think it's the worst division in football, actually. Um, really? Yeah. I just think I'm able- the NFC South. No, I, I think it's equally or worse than the NFC South. Um, I think like, yeah, it could be like a competition of the turds. Um, but I think that there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of regression across the division. I think a lot of changes, um, of uh you know for, for for the worst with the packers in particular I think the bears and Vikings will make I think well I think I think the, the, the Vikings will regress a little bit as well they'll be closer to like an eight-nine or a nine and eight I think they when you look at the the way that a lot of those games were determined last year they won a lot of very tight uh one-score games you know three points or less two points or less um and I think that the Bears will make eight small incremental improvements with that roster um, again it's going to be organizational structure how are they going to be able to uh, fit the needs for Justin Fields and surround him with uh, with uh, successful winning roster winning pieces uh, I think this is the Lions division to lose I think that this is their year uh, to kind of break out of the, the shell of themselves that they were the past you know 10 years or so and again like Matt said Third, um, it's been 30 years since they won the division, but you can start to see how they're playing so hard right to fight to the end with uh, with Danny Campbell in this division. I think that having Aaron exiting the division, there's no more proverbial boogeyman to um, kind of be around the corner for each one of these teams, and I think that the Lions will benefit the most from that.
0: All right, uh,
3: yeah, I mean, this is uh, an interesting division again. I is it the most entertaining? No, not at all. Um, but I don't know. I really like the Bears this year. I, I don't know what uh, I think. Them giving up their first round pick and getting a guy uh, like DJ Moore, um, and you know, getting some pieces to Dawson for Justin Fields, I think it's going to work um, for them. Uh, is there some question marks on the on their defense? I think so but they added some pieces here and there and see what sticks and see what works. I really like them this year. I just think Justin Fields, he take that next step forward. We saw what he could do with the second half of the year when the the coordinators and the coach were finally like, yeah, do your thing. He was like, okay. And everyone was like, where the hell was this all this, this whole time? So, you know, I think, it's, I think the bears are going to honestly win this division shockingly in my eyes. I think they can, I like the lines a lot. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's Detroit. I don't know if I can ever trust Detroit. Do I want them to be successful? Absolutely, um, but Wait, I <laughs> but I don't know. I just like <laughs> I just don't see them winning the division. I just don't. I feel like they're gonna find some way to lose. Like they always find a way to like
0: be the it. lions.
3: Like if they could be like yeah, like just be lions. Like, that's why it's like I don't know. Like I like Chicago a lot, but it's like Detroit's like yeah, I like them too. And I think they have problems, but at the same time, I'm like, you're going to find a way to lose in some spectacular fashion because it's Detroit.
0: Hey, I just want it on the record now, just for it to clip. What if the Lions beat the Chiefs to start the season in week one on Thursday night?
3: Oh, I think everyone would lose
0: their
3: minds. they would lose happen. their mind.
2: It, it could happen. I mean... They could be coming out the out of the out of the gates with piss and vinegar, and the Chiefs could just take the opening weekend. You know, being drunk from the Super Bowl theoretically. You know, like it does happen.
0: Super Bowl hangover.
2: Yeah, it, it does.
0: <laughs> Anyone so. want to make a proclamation? If the Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs, then this will happen.
3: I, I don't know. I might have to flee the country. I think the apocalypse is about to start. I
0: don't know. <laughs>
4: I'm, well,
3: I'm not nervous.
0: All right, have, so Alex is risking anymore. his. Hey, uh, risking his citizenship. All right, <laughs> what about Ronellia?
2: I'll be an expat for different reasons, but I want to challenge Alex's uh, uh, take on Chicago winning the division. I'll take Detroit here and now. If you take Chicago,
3: okay, yeah,
0: sold. Ooh, there we the go. Bears, I'll interesting. interesting. I'll, take,
3: I'll take Chicago to win the division. Okay.
0: All right, if the Detroit Lions. If the Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs, then whoever follows the Productive Conversation Instagram will get $5 sent to them. (laughs) And you have to clip and show that you heard this clip. So we'll put that out there. Uh, I like that. If the Detroit Lions win, clip this, send it to me, DM at Productive Conversations Podcast. You will get $5. But I, I actually don't. Uh, yeah. I really don't think that's going to happen. But we'll okay. see.
3: Sure uh, uh, and, yeah, and if we're just to wrap up the NFC North, mm. uh, for me, I think I think the Vikings are really going to take a, a big step back and surprise a lot of people. I don't have any faith in them. I think last year was a big fluke. They got a lot of like close call wins. Good on them. Yeah. Win when, when it matters. Cool, awesome. But can you repeat that two years or no? I don't think so. Um, obviously, I love Jeff, Justin Jefferson. He's to me, I think right now the best receiver in football. I love Cooper Cup as well, but I think Justin Jefferson is just a little bit better than him. Um, is he going to be awesome to watch? Yeah. Skirkos is going to be fun at times. Sure. Um, and Hodgson and all of them. Like they're going to surprise people with some wins, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to be a competitive team, but I think they're going to take them a, a, a couple wins, you know, step back than they had last year. And then the Packers, I'm excited to see the Jordan Love era. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be weird to see not Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Pack uniform, but we've been waiting a few years. Like, we had to wait a few years for Rodgers when he was sitting for Favre, so I'm excited to see what the uh, Jordan Love era looks like um, in Green Bay to start the year.
0: You're that. Do we feel bad for Kirk Cousins if he's not going to win? Do you think no. Kirk Cousins will win no. a Super Bowl? But he's so nice. No. Hmm. no. Oh, no. man. He 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 doesn't
2: he doesn't inspire me to get off the fucking of couch. Um, he's a really he may be a sweet guy. He could go be a floral arrangement guy. I don't care.
3: Maybe maybe he wins one as like a holding the you know the, the paper you know, holding the clipboard for the yeah. guy.
0: You know, the <laughs> the by <laughs> the way, you guys did see a quarterback on Netflix? Yes or no? Did you guys watch it?
3: Not yet, but
0: I heard. That oh they- no! Oh well he's portrayed as a, as a saint in that, like he is just, he does everything possible to make sure he wins, goes to chiropractors, go to new neurologists, um, go to freezing cold pools. And he's just so friendly and telling people, God bless and giving prayers. And he is so, I like, I like I'm saying this because of my reaction to that show. We, you just want him to win a Super Bowl somehow, but uh, you can only have one quarterback playing at a time. And.
2: And, and, and you look at the, you look at the, the the results of those games. I mean I, I kind of stepped into the role back to the role of being the Vikings defender last year because I saw enough from my eyes that they were able to win these close games being more of a, uh, uh, more being a product of you know clutch gamesmanship from a coaching perspective and just executing at the right time. But I don't don't think you can produce that two years in a row. And I think maybe three or four of those close game wins last year, unfortunately, may just devolve into losses this year, which would kind of bring him closer to a 500 team. And that's what I think they are.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, let's actually go to the NFC South. And as I mentioned, um, Carolina has the number one pick and Bryce Young, see what he can do. New Orleans with Carr, Tampa with Baker, and Atlanta looks like um it is for a fact going to be Desmond Ritter going to take the job to start or Taylor Heineke. The, or it, the quarterback one for Atlanta.
3: Ritter to, it, yeah, to be starting. It's gonna be Ritter.
0: Okay. Yeah. And um what do you guys think about that? I think first, Atlanta really has the potential to be a very good offense this year. They have some players, Bijan Robinson getting paid off the bat, and see if he can uh, repeat the success he did in Texas since the NFL. Um, I really think Atlanta is a team to watch out for. Then we have again. I think the division is going to go ultimately to Atlanta. I'm going to give, I really think that they're going to be really sick and uh, we'll see what they can produce on defense, especially they have very good defensive backs, but um, I think watch out for Atlanta, but um, Carolina might be able to sneak up on people too. I think new Orleans is, excuse me. I think new Orleans with Derek Carr is going to underachieve. I, I see them being a big bust. I just, I just see Derek Carr really, failing out there. I really think that in the Tampa though, um, we can appreciate the effort put upon there, but it seems that um, they're on the come down and Mike Evans. I will see if Mike Evans gets traded. Um, we'll see if B- Baker could keep them alive, but I think they're about to start rebuilding. And again, I'll say it again. I'll say it throughout the whole season. Probably you have a great quarterback class coming in, bring in a brand new coach. You might uh, start something new in Tampa.
3: Yeah, um, I, I agree with you with Atlanta. I don't know if they're going to win the division, but I really think it's the, it's like the them defense a lot. that
0: would be that. Yeah, might I think the,
3: yeah, I think the defense would hold back. But again, like Desmond did look good late in the season. He finally started getting comfortable. But again, it, it, it revolves on him and if he can be, you know, um, continue to be, you know, promising and successful. But again, he has so many weapons on offense. And now adding Bijan Robinson, who we all know is a stud, it takes even more, a little bit more pressure off of him. But he has uber athletic guys that I think you can really make a strong offense with. And again, the defense's question. I really like them bring Jesse Bates in. I think it's going to be really important for them on the backside of that defense as a safety. But you know, I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch for sure. I think they can they can win the division. I think they're a team that can. I do like New Orleans though. I know you you're not you're not
0: liking them that. Uh, yeah, I'm really uh, concerned about Cars play that uh, might hold them back. Yeah. I, like, and and Alvin I, Kamara's not coming starting yeah. right away. Yeah, oh, like I, I think
3: know. I th- you know no I, I think they're all warranted right. I mean we know how dynamic Kamara could be, but I think Carr can lead the charge for them, and I think that division's weak enough. I think it's going to be between Atlanta and New Orleans, and I I think it's going to be one of those weird ones. Like I don't think it's going to be like a te- like a clear runaway. I think it's going to be one of the weird typical like. NFC South like oh like eight and six get you know like or below 500 gets you in or something bizarre um but I think it's gonna be between Atlanta and New Orleans Tampa's obviously rebuilding Baker's probably gonna last like six weeks and then they're gonna go to Trask to see what he can be and then you know go from there and get their quarterback and Carolina I think you know I think, they can, I think they're can. I think they going to sneak up on people. I don't think they're going to be an easy team to beat, as some people think. Um, I, I was like the progression of Bryce throughout the preseason, um, for sure. I think the Brian Burns holdout is interesting to look at, too, similar to, to Jones. He's not as uh, dynamic as Jones, but he is uh, a a hell of a pass rusher and i think that not having him around can have an impact especially on a young team that needs a veteran on the defensive line as dynamic and, and, and as great as burns is so you know carolina hopefully will figure that out and, and find a way to get him into camp again um whether that's an extension or figuring out some sort of contract uh, agreement um but yeah i think carolina is gonna be interesting to watch again we'll see what bryce Young is he's gonna be you know must-watch TV early on in the season, seeing how the rookie progresses. But I think it's going to be a battle between Atlanta and New Orleans. I'm going to have New Orleans on this one. But I think, like Matt, all of your things are worth it. I think Atlanta is going to be a really, really fun team to watch, especially with the, on the offensive side of the ball.
2: I, I totally agree with both of you guys. Um, I actually have um, uh, New Orleans being one of those dark horse teams uh, in the conference. I think that they're really primed with – everybody's sort of of out of the way in this division with the exception of Atlanta. So really like to make a run. Um, I Obviously I'm very biased when it comes to my analysis of Carr. I've seen a lot of footage on him over the years, but um, I wanna remind people that he has a relationship with Dennis Allen. He started his career with Dennis Allen back in 2014. So they go back a ways. They've been in long contact with one another over the years. And I think that they're going to kind of rekindle a little bit of that on a, on a micro level. And um, I think that, you know, th- this team has a lot of the right pieces on both sides of the ball. I think it's just a matter of how they can put it together um, through the course of the, of, this, of the season. I do like Atlanta. I think they're going to make a lot of inroads um, improving. I think they're going to be somewhere hovering around um, either above or sub 500. I'm a big fan of Arthur Smith. I love uh, what he was able to build in short order with a lack of a roster last year. I think they're going to continue to, to uh, improve that. And I think with the Panthers and the Bucks, I just think that they're just giant works in progress. I think they're both kind of rebuilding on different timelines, um, but kind of in similar and parallel. And it's just going to take time, but they're both going to be kind of sitting around five win teams. Um, I'm excited to see how, Uh, Bryce Young produces and performs um, and improves through the four quarters of the season. And um, I have the Saints um, winning this division uh, actually pretty comfortably.
0: Okay, very good, diverse picks on this division for sure. And the AFC South, gentlemen, the final division to talk about. Houston, DeMarco Ryan comes in. Can CJ Stroud be legit? Indianapolis has a new coach. They're bringing in um, Shane Steichen. Can he and Anthony Richards start something new, even with the uh, weird PR stuff that's going on with Jonathan Taylor? And uh, Jacksonville. I think that's going to be a team that is going to start a very major run not only in this division but this whole league. Trevor Lawrence, I I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to be crazy and say Trevor Lawrence makes a push to get MVP votes this year. And you know what? I'm going to say he's going to win the MVP. I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence will win the MV offensive um rook they will win the offensive player of the year and be the MVP for um the AFC. Well, no, NFL MVP, but the AFC Offensive Player of the Year and then the NFL MVP go out on a limb for that. And then Tennessee, very interesting, interesting team. Now, I've heard people say there might be another team that may be underestimated. See if DeAndre Hopkins and Tannenhill can have some type of chemistry. Derrick Henry is getting older despite his dominance – we know the running back position and how that um, is handled, but he seems to be one of the true guys to have that position to himself. But again, we will ultimately see what they do. But uh, interesting team is the Tennessee Titans in this division. But I think um, this is definitely going to be Jacksonville's to win, and we'll see what you guys think.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think it's the Jacksonville's to win, um, especially – Trevor Lawrence having another year in Doug Peterson's system. Um, that was successful last year, obviously, on their second-half run. Um, they added a little bit more firepower. Um, they brought back Evan Ingram. Um, I really like Jacksonville this year. I think it's their division loose. Um, I think they have uh, pieces on both sides of the ball. Uh, to make a run, to maybe surprise a team, um, they're not making it to the Super Bowl, but I think this is an easy enough division, especially with – the other three teams. I think the Texans are going to be fun to watch just because of CJ Stroud, because of seeing Will Anderson on the defensive side of the ball, two young studs. We'll see what they can do. Could they surprise the team with some wins here and there? Yeah, sure. Um, are they winning division? No. Tennessee is definitely interesting, obviously, with aging Derrick Henry. With Tannehill, do they go to Will Levis at some point in the season if things aren't working out? And what does that mean for this team? Um Again, I think it's going to be interesting, but I have no idea. Um, no, you're good. We'll, I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll a, what was that? All that celebration there for?
0: I just hit. A, <laughs> sorry, I I didn't mean. It. I just hit a parlay, with um, and uh, with the Rays and the Red Sox. Rays were down by one with three men on base, and he and um, Brandon Lowe hit a three-run homer to cover the minus one and a half. So there you go um continue though Alex I'm sorry it's
3: no really no, no no, you're good, you're good. uh I had I was hitting some parlays this weekend in college football I was doing the same thing I was like I don't know I was just was mm-hmm. got lucky. um but yeah no I, I think there's definitely things fun Colts is gonna be fun you know Colton Texas I would think the rookie quarterbacks Titans can be interesting if they go to Will Levis at some point I think this is this is Jacksonville's to win I I think they're the best team in this division I think there's just a lot of question marks with these other three teams there's interesting players and interesting stories and things that happen. But our, I think Jacksonville is really the only true playoff team in this division. Like I yeah. said, I think there could be a weekend where the Colts sneak up on a team and Richardson balls out. It's the same with CJ Stroud yeah. and Texans. The Titans could do that too. And the Titans to have the best shot at competing with Jacksonville because of the veteran experience, things like that. I just don't have enough mm-hmm. promise in them this year.
0: It's always Ryan Tannehill with them. We've been talking for years. I know we haven't
3: been talking about him. It just never ended. He's still here. Uh, Still beating people out, uh, clearly. Um, But, yeah, I think it's Jacksonville, and I think they're probably going to run away with this division.
2: Yeah, I think the only question really remains with Jacksonville is how high is their ceiling. Um, I see them about 11-win team. Uh, I know people want to go higher, 12-13. I think it's a little premature. Um, but I, I'm all in on Jacksonville. I love Doug Peterson, um, dating back to his Philly days. I know you guys have still PTSD from him. Um, hmm. I, uh, I I think uh, I think all the other three teams are just a, a big work in progress. I and I and I wholeheartedly feel that way about Tennessee. I can see Tennessee easily falling to a five-four win team. Um, and I think at that point they're going to uh, turn the corner during the season and, and shift towards Will Levis and look for the future. I think that um, this DeAndre Hopkins thing is um, a flash in the pan. I think it's to sell more tickets. I see him actually. <laughs> I really do. I, I don't think there's no. You're
0: not wrong. I think it's true too.
2: I don't think they're serious about keeping him more than a year. Um, but if but if they can't get back to their winning ways by halfway through the year with Tannehill, I think they're going to start tanking and put in uh, Will Levis, and it's going to be kind of uh, it's going to be um, you know, spinar from there. Uh, I think all three, all four teams in this division could be interesting just because there's so many questions, Marks, about their timeline and development with these other three teams, um, but it's Jacksonville's to lose without question, and it's just a matter of what their ceiling is in the context of the bigger AFC playoff picture.
0: All right. So let's Make our declarations right here, right now. Let's make our Super Bowl predictions. Tell me your AFC champ, tell me your NFC champ, and tell me who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl out in Las Vegas?
3: Uh it's so early that I was way too early. But uh I'm gonna go Bengals Eagles. <laughs> the Bengals and the Eagles. Eagles. I think that's my matchup. I don't see Kansas City. Getting back. I would love to see another rematch, but I think the Eagles have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Um especially knowing that I think like Jalen Hurts has his like foam background of him looking like sad after he lost or something. Um <laughs> so I think it's gonna be Eagles, Bengals. i would have the Eagles over this one. I think they're gonna get their redemption. I'm gonna oh. think they're gonna win the Super Bowl this year.
2: Old move. Um similarly but different. I have um, the Bengals outlasting the Chiefs in the AFC uh, Championship, um, and on the NFC side, I have the 49ers actually uh-huh. out out matching the Eagles. Um, I think it, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think the Bengals are it's their time. Um, like we alluded to earlier, with you know in the context of the AFC North, I think this is their year to uh, seal the deal, and it's going to springboard them towards a really hot competitive uh next decade or so um with the Chiefs. I think that these are kind of the two uh you know teams moving forward particularly in the AFC and um this is just the year that the Ang- uh the Bengals get retribution and get back at them.
0: Okay, okay. And we going back to back with the Bengals, but you say Bengals 49ers. So, um, was that a rem- it's a rematch of the 88 Super Bowl. So, uh, interesting stuff. All right, guys. I think it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals and the, uh, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> I will, I am going to have an out there pick somewhat. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to make it back to the Super Bowl once and for all, and they will not have no quarterbacks as an excuse. I think they'll be able to outlast and make it a full season. And if they get past Sam Donald at that point, I even think if um, Brock Birdie gets hurt for whatever reason, I really do think Sam Donald can hold their defense, and he might be able to have a Geno Smith story to show that he can be a legitimate quarterback in the NFL. I really think he can pull that off. For my AFC pick, though, the Chiefs are credible and they're just so unpredictable. Um, but it is hard to, to repeat even the most dominant teams. Uh, and Bengals are very interesting. As we mentioned, this is the window to win, especially for financial constraints. But I'm going to go this on the record. And I think this team who I, again, was concerned about their coaching status and their offensive line, I think as the season progresses, and I really think with the ultimate moment here for this franchise, and if they cannot win with this quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, they will never <laughs> win. I really believe, and I, if you want me to have excuses content, I really think the New York Jets <laughs> will go as far as, as Aaron Rodgers lets them, and as long as everyone's on the same page, as long as people don't get hurt, and as long as you have a team that had both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year able to progress and be on top of their game at their prospective positions, you might see the New York Jets make it to the Super Bowl. But I do think San Francisco beats them. And um Aaron Rodgers proves that he could get over the hump but back to the Super Bowl but will fall short in the big game and San Francisco wins what would be their sixth Super Bowl in franchise history
2: he always knows how to come up short in the big games Aaron So I, I know really, I, really it's, it's go, I really thought you were going to go Buffalo there but you took one mm-hmm. out of the rabbit out of the hat
0: no, but I mean, again, you you those are really the only concerns, especially the offensive line. And um, as the great Joe Beningo said, if we can't win with this guy, we're never gonna win, and that really does show. And Zach Wilson is definitely not the answer. Again, it, um, you they should they should just draft one of these quarterbacks that are coming into this big draft class. But um, I really think the Jets like really can make a push as long as everything goes right for them that's the only thing and trust me if we see aaron Rodgers get hurt this season if we just see them fall short then this truly is a cursed franchise and i used to think honestly until the cubs won the world series after 108 year an eight-year absence that anything is possible they really proved that it even the uh Worst, most cursed people could win, but I don't know. Um, I really think that they can make a strong push with this. So um, before we
2: before we preview the uh, week one picks, um, where do we see Buffalo in this context?
0: I think Buffalo honestly falls short again. I think they'll make the playoffs, right. but they'll lose in the divisional round. Um, whether that's again against the chiefs maybe be crazy to see them play the jets in the divisional round or the Bengals. I really think they, they, I I'm not, I'm not as certain about Buffalo as other people. I really don't know. Um, and if he, I really don't know, um, if they can repeat and feel like a much more stronger team, they didn't really add any other additional weapons. They don't really facilitate their tight ends. Maybe this would have been a good time for that. Um, and I don't know what what's up with the Stephon Diggs and the gossip that's going on with him, if he really wants out or not. Um, I'm not as confident with Buffalo coming into this year. And if you really believe in the Madden curse, Josh Allen is on the cover. We'll ultimately see. It's yeah, I,
3: I, I agree with Matt, too. It's just like uh, I'm not as high as, on them as I was last year. I think they yeah. can make a run, but compared to last year, i uh, I don't know. There's something I feel weird going on with Buffalo right now. I don't know if it's a Shane Dable effect with them leaving or whatever, or um, this Diggs situation and how that's going to happen is going to blow up if he doesn't get ten targets in a game and he's going to lose his mind, whatever. What might happen? Um, yeah, I'm definitely not as high. I think they're they're going to compete. Like I said, I think they're going to win the division. Do I think they're going to make the Super Bowl? I I, I don't think so. They'll mm-hmm. fall short.
0: And if this other last thing on the record, too, I want to say about just the Giants real quick. I think the Giants are a year away from being a dominant powerhouse franchise again. Alex, I don't know if you feel the same Uh, way, but I really think one year away.
3: Yeah, I, I think depending on how this season goes, I think if they have another strong draft, and I think with a little bit more cap relief and cap help, I know they're like giving big contracts, so it's kinda of like, oh, we have salary cap. Oh, we don't have a salary cap. Yes, we have like mm-hmm. it's kind of this fluctuating thing. I just like the direction they're going. Um and I, yeah I hope they're dominant. I hope I just want them to just consistently be in the picture. I think that's the thing we may need to get through first. Like just consistently be there. Like the coffin years we we felt every year we could consistently be in the in the division picture. I think the the Giants can get to that. I mean, it's gonna to be tough, obviously, with the Eagles, with the Cowboys, the commanders, unless they change the name again, are at yeah. some point going to be a decent squad again. It's just a matter of time. Um now new ownership. So but uh I, I want them to be back and dominant. But yeah, I think it's gonna take another year or two. Again, they have to hit well in the draft, make smart moves, you know, don't get overzealous and uh and go from there.
0: Yeah, with Dayball and Shane, anything is possible. Agree. Okay. Week one prediction, guys. Let us start this. Our predictions. I will be keeping track this year, especially. So, how about between the three of us and others? Whoever has the best winning percentage has to uh treat the other two to dinner. We can do that. Cool figure out a way to get this so as the weeks go by i will mark down who picked what and we'll make our winning percentage and whoever's the best winning percentage will uh will be enjoying um what's going on and um yeah so sorry did i say whoever wins is gonna treat i'm sorry whoever is gonna be in dead last of the three of us will treat that works all right, so uh take let's see how far we go with this and uh, we'll simply do a money line style and let us make our picks gentlemen week 1 predictions start right now. All right, Thursday night, NBC, the NFL season kicks off in front of the nation. We have the Detroit Lions going to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are opening at minus 5. Who's winning the first game of the year? I believe the Chiefs are going to win. They're not going to cover. They're going to keep the tradition of not covering. They're only going to win by a field goal. Let's say final score is going to be 20-17. to 17.
3: Uh, Yeah, I have the Chiefs winning this one. Again, I hate picking the Chiefs covering any spread because they always somehow make it weird. I'm going to go... With you on this one. Things will be a close one. I think this going to be a fun one, but I think Chiefs are going to win 27 24.
0: Remember, if they lose, you leave the country. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so a lot is on the line there. I
3: actually
2: had uh, Chiefs covering and winning pretty comfortably 28 17.
0: Okay, cool.
3: 20, I'm going to 20 28. What did I say? 27, 28 24.
0: Sorry. So, starting off, we have the Texans. We're going to start off our Sunday. The Houston Texans are going to Baltimore. Baltimore is opening at minus 10. Alex, I know. What's your rule? Is it uh, 10 points is the spread that you don't like to go over or under? What was it? A touchdown, you said?
3: Yeah, uh, I hate anything usually more than, than 10. 10. Like, 10 or 11 or higher to me looking at spreads like that. It just it makes my head hurt because it's just like it's – Unless it's like Arizona, where it could be reasonable for them to get their, like absolutely destroyed. But yeah, well, with ten is right. usually my number. I might get a little with. Oh, is this my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, my
2: bad. Um, I actually have Houston with an upset in Baltimore. Um, I, I think they're gonna. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Definitely don't think they'll cover, of course, but, um, you know, that's out the window. I, I have Houston winning in a stunning upset somewhere around 24-22 on a field goal um, to close out the game. I think that Baltimore is going to come out a little flat-footed, a lot of uh, off-season noise kind of distracting them and getting themselves assimilated on the same page. Uh, I think they're going to be slow out the gate.
3: I'm I'm just going to quickly take Baltimore, but I'm not going to take him a cover. As you guys know, I usually stay away from 10. I think Baltimore is going to win, but if you're going to bet, I I think the Texans are going to come out competing this year, so I think they're going to really have good against the spread <laughs> numbers this year. So I'm going to Baltimore to win, but I might take tech, the Texans minus 10 because I think they can cover it.
0: Yeah, I, I th- I think the Texans have a long road to relevancy. I think uh, Demarcus Ryan's coaching debut will be a difficult one, and the Ravens are going to come out looking really good. And uh, Zay Flowers will get his first touchdown of the year. So we have the Bengals and Browns. You know, people say Joe Burrow has a hard time against the Browns. let see, he's lost four of the last five against them. But since he's opening at minus two and a half, since he is going to Cleveland, what do you say on this one?
3: Is Joe cleared to play? Or he's still questionable right now?
0: Questionable. So at this moment, looking at the injury report, Joe Burrow's questionable as of the 4th. So yesterday, on Monday.
3: So, I'm going to have a weird one. If, if Burrow's playing, I'm going to take Cincinnati and the points. If he's out, I think Cleveland is going to win the game. Just because I think watson has a chip on his shoulder to start this year um and cincinnati if they don't have joe burrow is going to be extremely lost so i know it's a weird one but i would keep your eyes out on this one because i feel like the line is going to get weird especially if burrows out it's going to swing towards cleveland obviously but i would start taking up it now potentially on the cleveland side because like i said if burrows out you can get some good value here if burrow plays Bengals are going to win. If he's out, it's going to be Cleveland and they're going to cover the points.
2: Yeah, I actually concur wholeheartedly with the reasoning behind, you know, the spread and the wavering um, and determining where where the uh, where the line is. But uh, I have since, you know, without kind of a doubt at the moment, um, all things considered with our expectations with Burrow being back, I think most of that. the questionable status is more like the Belichick questionable than it actually is a question of health. Um, I think you'd be hearing more silence than you would normally out of that organization or more worries or more, you know, less press conference, I guess um, if Burrow was seriously in deep due to with that injury. So um, I'll take, I'll take that at two and a half right now.
0: I actually think with or without Joe Burrow, the Cleveland Browns are going to get this upset. I think the uh, Brown curse is going to continue. I think Deshaun Watts will play a little bit better than people assumed. And Cleveland is at home. I think that's a big factor in this. (laughs) So the Buccaneers are going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Minnesota's opening at minus six. What do you see see the situation going to be here? I actually think the Vikings are going to win, and they're going to win by a touchdown, and they're going to uh, have a good start to their season.
3: I think it's going to be a sloppy game <laughs> between the two. I'm going to have the Vikings winning this one, but I'm probably just going to take them on a money line if I'm going to pick them. Uh, the six, I don't know. I feel like I said it's going to be sloppy, so I, I don't know if I trust the uh, the Vikings minus the six. I feel like it could be like a three-point game or something like that. Mm-hmm. I have Minnesota winning at
4: home, but I think
3: it's going to
2: be – Um, a high turnover shootout kind of game Um, I think both defenses are really bad and I think that uh, a lot of both teams are kind of playing with house money going into the season Um, so I will take Minnesota what was the spread Matt? Minus six yeah um, because I think this is going to be uh, a game of touchdown possessions so I think Minnesota will hold and win at six
0: yeah, I think the Bucks are going to be very sloppy on offense. I think Baker's a, a ticking time bomb. And uh, Todd Bowles isn't a good head coach. And uh, he's going to show more of a reason why that's the case, especially offensively. So, from there, the Tennessee Titans are going to play the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are opening at minus three. And I say the Titans are going to pull off the upset on this one again. Derek Carr is going to be a mess. I, I I'm going to say here Derek Carr at least one interception. Get uh, the uh, minus half, half a minus zero and a half for uh, interceptions and give that to him. Um, I think this will be an example of Week One hype being crazy. DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a great game, but. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, there's not too much to look into it. I'm kind of surprised at the spread, to be honest with you, but um, Tennessee is going to win this one, and um, that's definitely an underdog, an under an underdog game to take.
3: Yeah, I think this game can go either way. I'm going to go New Orleans, starting off the season right. I'll, I'll take them with the points too. Um, but I think this one's going to be an interesting game. I think this is going to be definitely a back-and-forth to start the year, but I think the Saints are going to prevail the other day.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I've changed without a doubt in my mind. I think this is going to be kind of a coming-out party for Week 1 um, for New Orleans and, uh, and Carr.
0: All right. Interesting interesting stuff. The Panthers and the Falcons are going to uh, square off in Atlanta. Atlanta is opening at minus 3.5.
3: Uh, I like Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta in the points here. Uh, I think they're going to showcase their new offense. I think Desmond is going to uh, come in uh, firing, hopefully, with this new offense. So I, I like Atlanta in this one. Uh, I'm going to take them with points, too. Yeah, I
2: had Atlanta winning at home as well. Um, I'll take the points additionally, and I think um, – This is going to be another sloppy game. A lot of mistakes, a lot of uh, shaking off early nerves for two young rosters. um, But I'll take Atlanta with the points.
0: All right. Atlanta with the points on that one. Good stuff. Jacksonville's going to Indy. Jacksonville's opening at minus five. What's going to happen here? Give it to... um, Oh, by the way, I think um for Panthers and Falcons, I think the Falcons are going to win, and they're going to cover. And then with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts, I think the Jaguars are going to cover that game as well. But I think Anthony Richardson is going to have a good game.
2: So I think this is probably the most lopsided game of the weekend. Um, I think that this is going to be a blowout. could be over at half almost, um, or at least the end of the third quarter. Um, I have Jacksonville running away at least a –
3: Ten point or more margin of victory. Uh, one second, trying to. What what was the game? Uh, Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Yeah, I just lost my place for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, because I was looking at other games too. I was like, these some of these spreads are crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Jacksonville on the points here. I think the Rich Nair is gonna get off through Rocky Star I think he's gonna show something in every place there but I think Trevor Lawrence and and Cal are gonna probably probably beat down Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna take them in
0: the points. In a matchup between two classic NFL franchises the San Francisco 49ers are going to Pittsburgh very cool matchup here. San Francisco is minus is opening at minus two and a half San Francisco is going to open the season with the win and uh, Kenny Pickett's not going to have a good game. Uh, All the, I think this is the overhype that's going into the Steelers with him, especially is going to take a hard hit week one. And uh, San Francisco is going to start a very big season for them with a victory, even with some of the very early concerns. I think George Kittle might not start. Um, He might be injured already. Um, I think Nick Bosa will be on the field there and have a stellar game, but um, 49ers are going to take the victory on this one.
3: Uh, this is my lock of the week. I'm going to take the 49ers in the points. I think they're going to beat down on the Steelers to kick off the season. I think Brock Purdy's going to put a staple on this game to show that it was smart for mm-hmm. them to trade Trey Lance and uh, get the 49ers fans fired up. So I'm going to take the 49ers here in the points.
2: Wow, I um I have an entirely 180 view of this game. I actually have this is one of the other upsets of the week. I have Pittsburgh um showing up uh week 1. I think that a lot of pride playing home particularly with a with a franchise like this and I think that San Francisco historically in recent years past they've come out uh really slow out the gate um particularly with the way that their season ended last year. I think that they'll get it corrected almost immediately like week three or four, they'll be back on track, but I think the first couple of weeks you're gonna see some hiccups. Um, I mean we look back to last year they lost in Chicago. So I think that um, the
0: same thing mm-hmm. could happen- right.
2: I think the same thing happened here in Pittsburgh.
0: Cardinals and commanders, Arizona's going to Washington. Washington opens at minus seven. Give this to the Commanders, and beat them pretty easily. And uh, for the starting quarterback for the uh, Cardinals, what's his name? Um, uh, see, that it's that, irrelevant at this point. But uh, Josh Dobbs, Josh, yeah, Josh, Josh Dobbs. Um, I think he's not going to play well, and uh, people are going to start a the uh, tank for Caleb Chance. <laughs>
3: I would not be surprised here I'm I'm gonna take the commanders here again you could probably make this the lock of the week uh just because the Cardinals but uh who knows maybe the Cardinals surprise people but no I'm gonna take commanders I'm not gonna take the spread I feel like this is gonna be a weird one but the commander's going to win <clears throat> I think this is probably like
2: the ugliest worst game of the weekend um but I will take commanders pretty comfortably um, I think that they're probably looking at the outset of this season uh, pretty optimistically. They know that their division is loaded, but I think that there's a reboost of confidence um, in this organization with all the transformation that's gone on um, in the front office, all the way down to the roster. And um, I just have, I, I just, I believe that um, their coach there is a winner. Um, been following him for years with Carolina. And I think that, um, He's uh he's gonna have them ready to play.
0: All right, good stuff on this one. So the next matchup gonna go to the West Coast games. I'm sorry, we're gonna go to the 425 games, most of them taking place on the West Coast. So um Alex Renelio, you're gonna be watching because you have the las vegas raiders take on the denver broncos denver opening at minus three and a half i think your raiders are gonna start one and oh i really believe they're going down to denver and they're gonna rain on the sean payton party and russell wilson will start his true decline out of the nfl
2: yeah i had um I had our team upsetting Denver week one as well. I think uh, it's going to take time to develop that relationship with Payton and, and Russell. And I think that Vegas is uh, they're going to be hungry. They, 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 they typically historically have really hot starts the first quarter of the season, whether they go three and one or four uh, and I think that'll be a lot of the same uh, this year around. And I think they'll, they'll um, I think they'll win by at least three actually. So
3: yeah i'm gonna go at as well with the raiders um i think they're gonna get a tough road win here um just don't trust wilson enough yet um and we'll see what happens to start the uh, painter they might prove us all wrong but i wouldn't be surprised if the raiders catch the broncos off guard here uh and get the win i'm gonna take them and i'm also gonna take you with the three and a half too i think they'll win by at least a touchdown
0: sweet The Miami Dolphins are going out to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers opening at minus three, actually going to give the Dolphins on this one. I think Miami's going to win. I think they're just going to be able to hit the spread and uh, they're going to be a successful underdog this week. And I'm really feeling some underdogs this upcoming weekend. Uh, Miami defeating the Chargers is for me. What about you guys?
3: Yeah, I'm going to take Miami um, with the points as well. Uh, I think if Tua can stay healthy to start the season, this offense is probably going to be one of the best in football. They proved that at the beginning of last year as well. I think they can continue it at the beginning of this year. So I'm going to go Dolphins with the points.
2: Uh, I'm going to go Chargers, but they're not going to be able to cover. Um, I think that they'll have – A warm home opener. And um, I just have more questions than most about this Miami team, um, whether it's health preservation or the offense uh, fluidity. I'm a big fan um, of McDaniel, but um, I I just think that Chargers will prevail at home week one.
0: The Eagles are going to play the Patriots. They're going up to New England. New England is going to be honoring Tom Brady. But will the Philadelphia Eagles rain on Brady's parade again? Philly opens at minus four. I actually think um, the Eagles are going to win. They're going to win pretty handily. And uh, there's going to be panic starting to hit up in Foxborough.
3: Yeah, I agree. Uh, great that they're honoring Brady. But, yeah, the Eagles are going to rain on that parade. And, uh, and yeah, I'm going to take them then I think they're going to beat the Patriots good so I'm going to also take them minus four. Um,
2: I think this game could get out of hand pretty early. I have Philly winning by um, at least 10 points. Uh, I think this is going to get this, – this might be the biggest – next to Jacksonville, Indianapolis, I think this could be the biggest blowout of the weekend.
0: All right. I'm going to mind that. The Packers are going to play the Bears. The Packers are going to Chicago. Chicago's only a one-point favorite. Without Aaron Rodgers, can the Packers still dominate the Chicago Bears like they have the past decade? I actually think Jordan Love is going to pull this off. Another dog's going to win again. And uh, give me Green Bay for this.
3: I'm going with Chicago. You guys already know. I think they're going to win the division. The way to win the division, you've got to start off with some wins. So I think they're going to win, and I'm going to take the minus one. I think they're going to beat the Packers by at least a goal.
2: Yeah, I have um, I have Chicago winning in an ugly kind of uh, slow-moving game. I think it's going to be something like a 13-10 type of game. Um, but I expect Chicago to, to pull it off.
0: All right, and uh, the final 425 game to talk about is the Los Angeles Rams going up to Seattle. Seattle's opening at minus five. I think Seattle wins this, and um, they're going to have a very good day up in Qualcomm Stadium, I think it's called. Seattle, they're going to get this victory.
3: Yeah, I, I also agree. I think Seattle's going to get this the victory as well. It's
0: probably the most boring
3: one of the most boring games of the, of the weekend, uh, especially in the afternoon time slot. I think there's a lot of better options, but uh, I'm going to go with Seattle here uh, just outright. I don't think – I like the like – I don't know. There's something about it. Just not catching my eye.
2: Um, yeah, I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game too, but I actually have the Rams winning on the road. Um, again, I, I've alluded to it earlier when we covered this division. I'm just a little higher on McVay. Um, as a bounce-back season for him, um, being able to guide this team with a little less than years past. And I think that the Rams will win an ugly game um, here in Seattle.
0: Okay. Now, these last two games will be very interesting to talk about. All right, Sunday night, we have the Dallas Cowboys going to MetLife Stadium. Alex Young is going to be there. So, going to be very, very looking forward to hearing what he has to say about that environment. There's some, uh, you did you see Alex there asking to blue out?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Last year was weird. They
0: did a, a whiteout.
3: Uh, what, they did a whiteout for the Cowboys. For the game. Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is weird. So, this year they're going to blew out. I like it. Uh, I'll be rocking my stake on Jersey. I'm excited for it. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah. yeah,
0: And by the way, um, the Cowboys are opening at minus three and a half. And what do we have to say about the Cowboys and the Giants? Again, this Giants team is very underestimated. I think they'll finally beat the Cowboys for the first time in years. And they're playing each other at home for the first time in MetLife. They don't actually have to go to Dallas. And I really think that Dave Ball will have a very important victory in his Giants tenure. I think Daniel Jones will have a very shockingly good game and they will facilitate the new weapons he has, especially Darren Waller. And please, please stay healthy, especially in this game with a huge national spotlight on it. I think the New York Giants are going to pull this off and I think they might just win by a field goal. But as the underdogs, you can win by half a point and you still win. So um, give me big blue on this one.
3: Yeah, I agree with you as well. Not Giants aside, uh, bias aside, I think they're going to go in. I think they're going to, you know, uh, shock people with the way they, they come firing. And I I think they're going to cover, I, you know, win or, win or lose here. I think it's going to be very, very close. I think it's going to be a full game. So if you pick the Giants, obviously we'll cover that. Um, so. You know, I'm going to go with Giants to win, uh, but I'm also going to have the points. I think this game is really going to be a tough one. The Giants have played the Cowboys tough the last few times. I know some scores got out of hand late, but uh, I think this is going to be a, a great start to the season for the Giants, so I'm going to take them to win, but I'm also going to take Moss to, to cover the spread as well.
0: 2-12 and, 20, two and 12 the past two years against our division. That's changing this year.
2: What's the spread again?
0: Minus uh, three and a half.
3: Minus three and a half. Cowboys.
2: Oh, I'm I feel actually pretty comfortable taking that. Um I think Dallas will win by four. Um just by virtue of how the uh the drives in the second half shake out. But uh, I actually have Dallas going in and shocking Because on paper, I I wrestled with this one. I had Giants all week coming into the week, but um, at the last turn, I like what I've seen, what I've been hearing from Dallas training camp. Uh, I'm going to go Dallas week one on the road by four.
0: And then the final game of week one, September 11th, the 22nd anniversary. And uh, we have the... We have the Buffalo Bills going against the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium Monday night. Buffalo opens at minus two and a half. Some people think this might be one of the highest rated football games ever. A lot is on the line. I've been thinking about this game since since Rodgers got traded. And deep down my gut, Honestly, does he fix the Jets? I think the Jets will have a shocking victory. Again, I'm not as hyped on Buffalo as other people are. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a very impressive game and show that he means boss in this. And he is on a very big journey. He is on a big journey to enhance his legacy for life, to be the one that leads the Jets to the Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers specifically starts that journey tonight or Monday night.
3: Yeah, uh, I agree as well. I, like I said, I think Buffalo is still going to win the division. We had that talk before, but I think the Jets in this matchup are going to win. I think Rogers big stage uh, at home, right?
0: Jets are going to be yep, at, right at MetLife Stadium the next, so, the next night day. after you're so there. Quick,
3: yeah, quick, quick turnaround for those MetLife employees. So good luck to them. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yes, shouts to the crew. Uh, new, but, turf. yeah,
3: I think I, I, new turf. So hopefully that means no more injuries. Um, but I think the Jets are going to come off and uh, and take this one. I think Rogers and company are going to get off on the right foot here. Um in a tough division of battle start of season. So, I'm going to think the Jets to win.
2: Yeah, I have a uh, Jets winning actually pretty comfortably. I think this will be kind of an inaugural coming out party to see what is to come for the uh for the remainder of the season. Um I think it will be one of the higher rated games just from a competitive standpoint and just the nominal nature of, you know, the anniversary of 9-11. Um,
0: yeah, don't want to mess that up.
2: <laughs> well, I sort of already did because I made a steel beams meme joke today on uh, on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it's going to be a great game. I'm excited to tune in and I uh, have Jets w- winning pretty comfortably uh, and welcoming Aaron into New York City. So,
0: All right. That wraps us up, gentlemen successful preview made some declarations that none of us will take back. we we'll have a lot of fun doing it. We will <laughs> see you again next Wednesday to look back on week one and uh, look ahead to week two. All right, guys. See you then.
2: Thank you. See
0: you soon. All right. Better. Let us never forget this incredible preview. Awesome stuff, A. Young and Renelio. Now let's make the most of this season. Let's take advantage of the opportunities and let's make sure we inform, entertain, and inspire the greatest audience, the productive nation, on all things NFL this year. By time we do our Super Bowl reaction... I only hope we can look back and say, we did an amazing job covering the 2023 NFL season. I will make sure that happens, and I will make sure the audience gets everything they deserve from it, and they enjoy the experience, whether watching on YouTube, watching our reels, or listening on all podcasted platforms in YouTube, we will make sure... This is a great season for you. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter and next at Prod Pod. We're on TikTok and Facebook at Productive Conversations. Also YouTube at Productive Conversations. Tune back in tomorrow as we switch gears and we do our college football weekly show. That's on... Every Thursday So we are going to review Week 1 in the college football year Where we had Deion Sanders Make some noise Leading Colorado to defeat TCU We saw maybe a new Jalen Hurts At Alabama We saw... We saw some big schools go down, LSU lost, Clemson lost, Boston College lost, and all pandemonium that's taking place there. Maybe Florida State is making some noise, uh, and uh, Michigan and Ohio State doing their thing, and Bama getting a nice win. Uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about week one in the college football season, and we will review it and be with you tomorrow, and you do not want to miss that. And then check us out on Friday as we have another tweet cap and we recap the crazy things going on in the internet and there's definitely a lot to talk about there so yeah this is our schedule for the next five months from now until the after the Super Bowl in February every Wednesday Thursday and Friday we bring you nothing but great content NFL show on Wednesday college football show on Thursday and our non-sports show on Friday so it's going to be a good time so we will see you tomorrow I want to thank Alex Rinelli and Alex Young for what they have done Awesome work on the NFL preview. I want to thank another Alex, Alex DeJesus, aka Dolo Ren, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. We love each and every single one of you. So with all of that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Let's have a great year. Let's go, New York football giants. And I'll see you on Thursday. And don't forget to check us out on Wednesday to react to the crazy stuff that's happening in the NFL. All right, everybody. Good times ahead. And we will see you tomorrow talking things in the world of college football. All right. See you then. Peace. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family.